Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's going on, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back for another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And it's just the two of us tonight, Adam, here in the Sode Shack. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Bobby's dead. Bobby is dead. So, fun story. We were at Taco Bell together. Of course, as we are, you know, want to do as the Big Three mm-hmm. IDP podcast. That's a, a weekly tradition. Yes, sir. So, we were there placing our customary orders of 16 quesaritos. Mm-hmm. And Bobby, who was the one placing the order... Well, Mark, maybe you can just shed some light here on what he did in the drive-thru. Yep. He uh, we obviously ordered a Baja Blast. I just heard Blast. And Baja. And you shot him in the back of the head from the back seat. So As one does. When one accidentally says Baja Blast. Sure. So you've been warned if you're in the car with the big three at Taco Bell, make sure. Yep. It was a scene because, you know, obviously blew his head off, but he he did fall forward, and then what was left of him was laying on the horn, so it was... It drew a lot of attention. We had to get out of there pretty quick, but we got the quesaritos sure. and the Baja Blast first. Sure. So Bobby's family obviously grieving his loss. Um, Hell, we all are. You know, uh, good news uh, for all you listeners. Johnny the Greek's on his way down here right now from right. Connecticut. Wasn't it Connecticut? Yeah. Connecticut. Yep. Good old school system. Show must go on. That's right. So, uh, Johnny, look forward to getting you down here. Bobby, rest in peace, my friend. Yeah, man. Love you, buddy. Gone to the big Taco Bell in the sky. Now, I think Bobby's on his way to one of the Carolinas, maybe South Carolina with the fam. Mm -hmm. So, Bobby, drive safe. Stop making trades while you're driving. Yeah, Bobby has been just... He is definitely our most active trader oh, yeah. in our in our big league. And we always and I think he's admitted this before. He's a wheeler dealer mm-hmm. by nature. Yep. He buys a lot of cars and flips them. So mm-hmm. same thing with houses. So I think it's a little bit of his personality bleeding over into yeah. the the uh main league that we're all in. But Bobby, drive safe. Uh check your XFFL score later. Uh tonight we got a fun episode for you all. We're gonna be doing uh some IDP news. And we're going to have a couple of new segments tonight. We're going to talk biggest surprise through five weeks. We're going to give you a peek behind the curtain at some of our biggest misses on defense and offense so far this season through five weeks. Accountability, baby. That's right. We are all about some accountability here at the Big Three. We're going to do an installment of everyone's favorite segment. Who'd you get? Uh, Who'd you get? And we're also going to do a little... Uh, modification of that segment called Who'd You Start? <laughs> Come on, Adam, look at the dock. It's right there. <laughs> Who'd You Start? In that case, it's Who Would You Start? But it's still abbreviated mm-hmm. Who'd sure. You Start? So um, let's get into some news to start out, though. And um, had a big news segment last time, Addy, but uh, some more news. Um, and we're going to start with C.J. Mosley. If things weren't going bad enough for the Jets... C.J. Mosley is out again this week with that groin injury. And like the Sean Jackson's abdominable, good God, I cannot say that word, ab injury, 
<laughs> That's just my kryptonite. I just can't say it. It's fair to ask at this point if Mosley's injury is more serious than we've been led to believe. Because the alternative is that Mosley's just like, man, this team sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit back and just let my wiener area sure. heal up. Yeah, he uh, got all that money. You know, why, uh, why rush it? Yeah, he knows he's going to be with the Jets for a long time. This is not a one-year prove-it deal. I mean, and realistically, where are the, where are they really going? I guess, I guess the AFC anything is possible. So these next few weeks will be pretty important. Darnold's coming back. Yeah. So this is it. If you're going to make a push and have any chance, yeah, you got to do it now. But it's probably season's probably over for them. Yeah, groin injuries are always tough. You know, they they seem to take a while to heal and and very easy to reaggravate. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. They've had, I mean, if you have any of the, the replacements or the backups in fantasy, you've been just fine. You've been doing Hewitt's fine. Hewitt's been great this Hewitt's year. Hewitt's been great. I think I saw where he's averaging about 16 points a game. Wow. So Very nice. Pretty sure he's it, top 10 linebacker right now. It just sucks because then you're wondering, what would Mosley have done in this defense? You know, probably similar. I mean, probably about the same thing. I mean, it's it's hard to, to He'd imagine. He'd have been an LB1. Yeah, which is what Hewitt's been. So, yeah. uh yeah, if you if you got that guy, that's just that's he's going to be somebody that, that has a chance to, you know, be huge for you this year and and, and carry in the playoffs and just hold him. If yeah. you've got a guy who steps in after an injury and actually plays well, don't immediately kick him to the curb, especially yeah. if you're in a dynasty league. Hewitt should be fine. Yeah, he's I a mean, guy that should stick around on that team. Cashman's probably gonna. I think he's. I think his pl- his playing time maybe has trailed off a little bit lately, or he just hadn't been as productive. I haven't been keeping up with him, but uh, Hewitt should should remain a, a quality start even once Mosley comes back. I agree because you Avery Avery Williamson's gone as well. Exactly, he's so, not coming back. Yeah, so Hewitt should still be a linebacker two or three, I would think. So we hope his uh, his groin gets better soon. Mm-hmm. In news that should shock absolutely no one, Vontez Burfick's suspension was upheld. This is this is not a joke question. This is a real question. Do you think his next stop is the XFL? Maybe so. Probably I, not a bad idea. I think he's done. I think this was it for him in the NFL. Yeah. Because you had to have the Raiders and John Gruden be the one to take a shot on you, mm-hmm. and you blew that one. Yeah, I don't see who else would go after him. Nobody at this point. There'd just be too much backlash, and he's old and slow. Yeah. So it's it's. I think this is the end of the road. And honestly, that would as crazy as it sounds, he'd be a piece they could build around for marketing in the XFL. Yeah. You know, like you like big hits, and they could definitely push all push that stuff. So, yep. uh, yeah. But who cares? I hope he just. I hope he goes. Away. I hope he goes away. Yeah. Bye bye. Uh, Nick Bosa finally had his breakout game, Addy. Four tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery was good for 32 points in our league. That was sick. That the, was uh, a nice performance. The uh, flag plant was awesome. Yep. That was probably one of the coolest moments we've had this year. Um, but yeah, Bosa looks great. So, so the question is, kind of forecasting out into the future, do you see Bosa as a top 12 D end rest of season. And for context, he's DN 16 in our league right now with zeros recorded in weeks two and week four, which was the bye week. Yeah, I think he's top 12. Yeah, for sure. It seems like the talent is there. And I heard on the uh, around the NFL podcast, they brought up a good point. Like the bye week, as much as that, as much maligned as the week four bye is, it was actually really good for him coming off yes. that injury. To get a little extra time to heal because then you see him come out and play the Browns 
and he's an absolute one-man wrecking crew best player on the field. Yeah, that Niners defense really good. You know, they have a lot of great pieces, uh, especially that defensive line. You know, yeah. you got Buckner, Bosa, a lot of high draft picks. Mm-hmm. It's time some of those guys Def- came together and were a good team defense. It's a shame D Ford hasn't been really what they thought he was going to be. Um, but yeah, that's that's a fun unit. I've, I've I've really I've really been impressed with the Niners this year defensively. Of course, we know the backbone of the team. It's Fred. Fred Warner. That's right. Exactly. We love Fred. Uh, Speaking of guys that are near and dear to my heart, Darius Leonard has cleared concussion protocol and will play after their bye week. Colts are on bye, but he will be playing week seven. And um, Adam, I credit our podcast entirely with this. Yep. Yep. That was us. He uh, definitely listened, and I think he felt a little guilty. I think so. He knows that he should be out there with the team, and he's, he's, he's milked it a little too long yeah it's like oh your brain hurts yeah you can't remember stuff grow up you're in a constant fog and that all that stuff is all terrifying though but yeah happy to see leonard back on the field and uh credit to us uh you know if you all want to give us a five-star review for getting leonard back into your lineups we wouldn't be mad about it yeah be totally fine if you haven't checked out the video yet check it out we tweeted it out from the big three idp handle and it's uh, one of our better ones. You probably expect Anthony Walker to come down a couple yeah. pegs. Yeah. Um, and, and what's his face? Oriki. Bobby Okariki. Okariki. Uh, he's probably going to go back to the bench, maybe. Probably. I mean, he was. Or getting... at least the playing time will be less than what it was. Yeah. Those but... are two guys, once Leonard comes back, that I would just put them on the bench just yeah. because you don't know. Yeah. Again. And until you know, you'd rather. I, personally, I would rather them have a big game and miss out, I can live with that. Then put them in thinking they're going to play and they give you a goose egg or they yeah. give you one or two points. And the fact that it did take Leonard, I know we joked about it, but you know, we really wish him nothing but the best and hope he's okay. But the fact that it took three weeks for him to come back, it leads you to believe that it's, this was a pretty serious concussion. Uh, so again, you hope that it doesn't reoccur or happen again, but we know how that stuff goes. That's right. Look at Brandon Cooks, Jordan Reed, uh, another one they brought up, Austin Collie. Yeah. Like gosh. once the concussions start coming, I compared it to like your shoulder popping out of socket. We had a buddy in high school whose whose shoulder popped out one time, and it would basically pop out like every time he played a game. He'd mm-hmm. pop it out and just put it right back in. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the way it seems like these head injuries tend to go. Is once you get one, makes it much easier to get future ones. So. Welcome back, Darius. We are happy to have you back in our lives and in our lineups. Speaking of the Colts, this one hurt uh, that great, awesome, awesome win against the Chiefs. They lost Kamoko Toure for the season to a really disgusting ankle injury. Mm. I don't know if you saw the video or watching the game. That wasn't. His ankle was pointing in a direction that his leg was not. Mm. It was one of those fun ones yeah. uh, where you're like, that is really, really bad. And uh, the camera in the game too, right? It was like the mm-hmm. very end. It was pretty late in the game, yeah. so it just kind of sucks. Um, because he was playing well and was a huge piece of that D line rotation, and he was coming on as an IDP asset. He could have been a guy who made a big impact down the stretch. So, in my opinion, if you're in a league where you can hold him, do that because I think he's got serious potential, and he'll be one of those guys that's forgotten about because mm-hmm. he was injured so early in the season. So yeah. could be a guy you get very cheap. 
Hold on to Ture. I really probably like Probably will be potential. dropped, honestly, oh, in, yeah. in a lot of leagues. Most, so. got, most leagues aren't like ours where they have guys multi-year deals. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye out. Ture is one of those guys that could get dropped, and if you have a chance to stash him and hold him, maybe on a taxi squad or something, do that because I think he could be a nice uh, payoff moving forward. Uh, another guy lost to the season, Tony Jefferson to IR with a knee injury. This is more you know name than game. He wasn't much of an IDP factor this year, but just something to be aware of. I know in our league, the guy who had him had been starting him, so obviously make other plans if you had Tony Jefferson. And another injury that uh, you know we're still waiting to hear the severity on is Chris Jones's groin injury. Yeah, he's definitely out this week. I, that's what it seems like. Um, I did a little Googling here before the show and seemed like the, the beat reporters were saying, it looks like they're going to be. It's like we don't even know what Chris Jones's injury is yet. So yeah, I think is he's technically maybe day by day right now, but I don't think there's any chance that he yeah. plays this week. I would expect you know two to three games at probably least, being yeah. out with so. a groin injury. I mean, look at C.J. Mosley. Exactly, it's a great comp. You like, don't want to you don't want to rush this stuff back. You know, you you're don't a playoff contender. A contender. Yeah, Jones is the best player on your defense. Yep. So just. Take it easy. You can survive without him. You don't want to rush him back and lose him for the season. Yeah, and hopefully for the Chiefs, uh, Frank Clark can step up finally and hopefully, you know, improve. He has been a big bust for them because mm-hmm. they they paid up. Did they give a first for him? Or? Yeah, they traded for him and they gave up picks and then they paid. They yeah. paid him, you know, and he hadn't done much. No. So yeah, this may be a good chance for for old Frankie to step up here. So Adam, let's look here. Through five weeks, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people saw coming, but there's every season stuff that nobody could have predicted. So one of the biggest surprises I feel like through five weeks, and it speaks to the unpredictable nature of fantasy football and especially IDP, are how underwhelming the big name linebackers have been. Are you ready for this top 12 from our RSO league? Give it to me. All right. And, of course, everyone's going to be different, but this is ours. Uh, It's a big play league. Number one, Jamie Collins. Number two, Shaq Barrett. Three, Joe Schobert. Four, Blake Martinez. Five, Jordan Hicks. Six, Jalen Smith. Seven, Clay Matthews. Eight, Luke Keekley. Nine, Whitney Merciless. Ten, Devondre Campbell. 11, I'm happy to see this one, Danny Trevathan. I have him a couple places. And 12, Zach Cunningham. So where the hell are Deion Jones, Tremaine Edmonds, Roquan Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, Bobby Wagner? There are like three names on here that I think you would have predicted seeing in like a top 12 for most experts before the season started in Blake Martinez, maybe Jalen Smith, and Luke Keekley. So yeah, what's going on right now? It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's made a lot of experts look kind of dumb. If people were paying close attention to, you know, the rankings preseason uh, that were out there, uh, just because, I mean, they're nowhere near what most of us thought. Um, I think it's going to get a little more normal. I think we've already seen it get, you know, normalized a little bit. We saw Shaq Barrett had, uh, you know, I think he had like two points last week. So that's those are the type of weeks you can probably you know expect from Barrett going forward. I don't think you're going to see uh, him have the type of start he had. He had uh, to impossible finish. to maintain that that yeah. pace. That was on, he was on pace for like what forty eight sacks or yeah. something. 
So, but no, we uh, Jamie Collins. I think he's going to be legit the I, rest of the way. Yeah, let's talk about who do you see from this? Because most leagues, the top twelve is going to be pretty similar to this, even if they're a tackle heavy league. Let's go through piece by piece here and say yay or nay. Do you see these guys staying inside the top twelve? Jamie Collins, yes, yay. I would agree. Shaq Barrett, yes, I would agree. Joe Sher- Joe Schobert, yay. Yes. I think I think Schobert's Actually, legit. you know what? I don't know about Barrett. I think it depends on the sack numbers because we're a big play league. If you're in a tackle-heavy league, I would say no. The thing with Barrett is he's already had such a great start, you know, through the first, what, five games, that he's that's just such an advantage. I mean, he didn't have to, do, he didn't have to do that much really the rest that's of the way. That's the thing, yeah, to stay in that top 12, so, even yeah. if he returns to, like, average level. Yeah, he, I could see him maybe being a back-end number one, but mm-hmm. still top 12. Still top 12. So, Blake Martinez, yay. Jordan Hicks, you predicted as LB1. Yes, definitely. So, yay. Uh, Jalen Smith? Yeah. Yep. Clay Matthews? No. no. Uh, the broken jaw, that's unfortunate Yeah. For him. He had lose. a I mean, uh, if again. If he had stayed healthy? Probably not likely to keep up the pace that he was going. I think he had a sack in his first five games. I was going to say, he was, it was mostly sack dependent. Yeah. Because from what I remember of that game I was at in Seattle... He did not look that good. Yeah, he's just had a, you know some big plays. You just have the, you're in a big play league. You get those sacks. You get mm-hmm. pushed up. Uh, Luke Keekley obviously is going to stay top twelve, assuming health. Whitney Merciless. This is an interesting one. He's already dropped. Last time we talked about him, he was LB three. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, I agree. And then ten Devondre Campbell. No, that's what's weird is you have two guys here at ten and eleven that it's like where are their better counterparts? Yeah, I where's Deion Jones and where is Roquan Smith? Why are Campbell and Trevathan? So those are two no's for me. Campbell's had uh, some huge games lately. Uh, he's coming off one where he put up sixteen point five, and the one in the game before that he had thirty points. Wow. So that's boosting him up. But he's been solid. I mean, he's you look at his total tackle numbers. Uh, week one, eight tackles. Week two, eight tackles. Three, five tackles. Week four, 17 tackles. Wow. Uh, and then week five, 10 tackles. So, who was that week four game? Which one was that? That was against Tennessee. That's the one he had. He actually had, uh, it looks like two fumbles forced. Was it the 30 point game? Yep. Dang. All right. So, just been great. But, you know, this is a guy that he was good. Lat- he, he's, he's been good when Deion Jones has been out. Yeah. But usually when Deion Jones is playing, he's not that effective. That's but, what's weird is he's really popping right now with Jones healthy. And Deion Jones has kind of been, meh, you know, I've had him and he hasn't. I think he's had like one above average week. The other weeks have all been just kind of, you know, so-so. So, Which is strange. So Campbell and Trevathan, I would expect to fall out. What about Zach Cunningham? I mean, I like Zach Cunningham. I, him and McKinney both. Both the Texans linebackers have been really good. But, you know... That's someone that I could see falling out a little bit, just because I think there's still some of these other guys outside of it that have a chance to come up. That would be a candidate to fall out. Yep, I would say I could see Cunningham not falling too far. I no. think he stays in LB2 range. Yeah, like 18, 20, yeah. you know, that yeah. range. So we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, the linebacker, the linebacker ranks have been very strange. So it just, like we talked about before we got on Mike, Adam, it's just one of those things that with IDP – you can get burned so easily when you make assumptions about, oh, I've got my LB1. I don't need to pay attention to the waiver wire anymore. Like, this is proof that every year 
You're going to have guys that fall out, guys that jump up, and it's just a matter of who's a rocket ship that you can hold on to and ride to the playoffs and maybe even a championship, and who's a guy that's just going to burn bright and fizzle out. Yeah, I mean, you can take my team in in our RSO league. I have Deion Jones and Tremaine Edmonds, both, uh, and both those guys have been very underwhelming and and not – you know, I thought Deion Jones was going to be – and he still could be – but I thought he was going to be top five linebacker out the gate. And same with Tremaine. I thought Tremaine was going to be really, really good. But Matt Milano's kind of overshadowed him. And the same thing with Deion Jones. You've got Devondre Campbell, you know, putting up better tackle numbers. So just stay patient. Don't do anything dumb and overreact. But, uh, you know, I look for that stuff to maybe normalize a little bit. It will normalize. So, yeah, I think the message is don't panic trade. Believe in the talent. That's been the big thing with me this year in fantasy is don't make panic trades after five weeks. If you know a guy is talented, hold him if he's just having bad games. Now, if he's been replaced, like if Deion Jones got benched for Devondre Campbell, then you can start to panic. But when it's just one of those things where he's healthy, he's getting the snaps, and it's just not happening, be patient. So don't panic trade, but also... Pay attention to your waiver wire. You need to be looking at these guys, and uh, we'll get into this here in a bit, but like a big thing with IDP is trust your gut. Like If you think that these guys have a chance to be good long-term holds for the rest of the season after popping early on in the first few weeks, you just got to stay on top of that stuff, man. Stuff changes, and IDP especially, our expectations can get flipped upside down pretty quickly. I mean, yeah, if you, you know, if you have been paying attention, you've been on top of all this stuff and you went out and grabbed guys that were available like Jamie Collins, Shaq Barrett, Tracy Walker, like you're set. You're, you're killing it right now. Um, and those were every single one of those guys were likely on your waiver wire. So it's just about, again, staying on top of it. Um, and just, you know, listen to the big three IDP podcast. Yeah, exactly. We'll set you straight. Cherishing us. Yes. Loving us. We're a gift, even though I guess we're technically murderers now. Yeah, but, you know. Who's keeping count? Yeah. All right, so let's give the listeners a peek behind the curtain here, Addy. Let's talk about our biggest misses so far on the season. This is both defense and offense, and why don't you kick us off? Who have been some guys that have just been pooping all in their pants for you this year? Oh, me. Well, uh, Carl Lawson. Sorry to... Carl. Yep. Oh, Carl. Oh, Carl. I made some. Uh, I made some tweets about Carl in the off season when we were getting the account going. So I apologize to anybody that uh, you know maybe listened to me on that one. Yeah. He's just. He just hasn't. He's been hurt. So that's. Uh, that's one thing. But also Hubbard's been playing great, and um, you know he's not going to obviously take over Dunlap's job. So uh, I noticed last week he got sixty percent of the snaps. Which so that's that's a good trend, but again, opportun- not translating the points. Yeah, opportunity is going to be tough. Uh, he has he has only played ninety four total snaps, so that's like a game and a half, really. Um, so we'll see. I mean, again, he is twenty four. Maybe he just hasn't been healthy. Maybe uh, maybe he can come on down the stretch, or maybe someone gets hurt and he fills in. That's the thing. That's why guys right now, like we'll talk about one here in a minute. That's one of my linebackers who. I'd love to just put him on IR and save the salary, but what if somebody gets hurt and then suddenly he steps into a role that he doesn't currently have? So you never know, 
But as of right now, yeah, Carl has not been a, a big contributor for your IDP fantasy lineup. So who else you got here, Addy? Okay, Kenny Clark, another one of my guys. Uh, he is defensive tackle 26 right now. And that's bad because, as we were saying, defensive tackle scoring has kind of been depressed this year. Yeah. So to be 26 on in a down year, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Although, I mean, there's been a lot of disappointing guys so far. Has he been hurt, or has he been playing pretty uh, consistently? I think he's been on the injury report a little bit, but uh, he's he's been playing. He hasn't been limited as far as any of that stuff goes. So he's been out there. He's just – and I th- he's playing well. It's, it's, it's just where he's not, you know, getting the sacks and, and – and that's the thing with IDP as well. You can be playing really well and yep. not be recording any stats that get you points for uh, for IDP purposes. Yeah. We had talked, I think, maybe in our uh, group Slack about potentially adding, what, quarterback hits? QB hits, yeah. Uh, just a, you know, just another stat to, to have for these defensive ends and, and tackles. I'd um, love to be able to add, like, pressures, but I yeah. don't think that's one that any fantasy platform tracks right now. Yeah. So. Who else we got here that's been a big old whiff for you oh, so far? Oh, this one's so sad. It really is. I hurt. I ache for you on this one. Buddha Baker. Your biological son. I love you, son. But not the best start for Buddha. No, not been great. He is safety 31 right now. Um, just He started out pretty hot, but, man, he's really cooled off. He's He hasn't uh, been having the big plays so far this year. Uh, and the tackle numbers have been down as of late. Um, but, you know, I think that stuff will turn around maybe. Uh, He's not been bad. I'm looking at his scoring right now. He went 11.25, 17 So he's been trending in the wrong direction. But he's still averaging in our league 9.15 points on the season. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, you know. But most people probably drafted him as their first safety. Yep. And that's just not going to cut it. Although, again, if you've been active and stayed, the, stayed uh, you know, aware of what's going on, you hopefully have guys like Tracy Walker or Carl Joseph or uh, Von Bell. Von Bell, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's been there's been – plenty of talent out there for you to replace you know guys like that that are underperforming but yeah hurts my heart i love that boy and have to uh, ground him send him to his room make him think about what he's done to you thought you said drown him at first drown him yeah let's go on an, on another murderous rampage yeah sorry buddha sorry buddha we're gonna bury you in the same hole as bobby that's right all right, and it looks like uh, you have uh, some offensive guys here as well. And this is where I think this one's maybe stings a little more than the IDP uh, side it does. Oh, man, my uh, my pink-haired baby. Your pink-haired baby. My pink-haired baby, Dante Pettis. Uh, man, this has been my boy. I uh, really missed badly on this guy. I thought, th- I thought Dante Pettis was going to be like a wide receiver, too, this year. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a wide receiver, too. He hadn't been healthy. Uh, Shanahan come, came out and sa- has, has said that he's been dealing with multiple injuries. Um, so I thought last week, I was like, oh, this might be the week. You know, I picked him back up in a couple leagues that I dropped him in. Um, he's obviously, in, in any dynasty format, he's still on the team. But redraft, you know. Just let him go and see if he's still floating there when you come back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do expect him to pick it up. But, man. About as about as bad as a start as you could hope for. Well, um, and then you have the next guy on the list who's had perhaps even a worse start. Yeah, 
OJ Howard. OJ Howard. I have OJ Howard everywhere. And for the Bucks offense, like Jameis is leading the league in yards per attempt. Uh-huh. You have two wide receivers who I think are both inside the top twelve. Probably we know yeah. Godwin. I think, I think is Evans. wide receiver one. Evans coming off that donut last week. Yeah, he probably made, he probably fell out of the top twelve. But Godwin, I mean, is lighting the world on fire. Wide receiver one right now. Yeah. So, like, so, what is going on that O.J. Howard cannot get any of this I love? I know, and there's all these vacated targets there with, you know, no more Humphreys, no more Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'm probably forgetting a few people, too. But, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think I really, I think I've heard some rumblings that maybe uh, he's in Arian's doghouse. I know. Uh, Arian's has come out and said that he just needs to play better. Yes, I saw that quote. So then you're like, oh, yikes. So maybe he's yeah. just not getting... You got to remember, Arian's is a guy that when he had David Johnson, he he kept giving carries to uh, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. And who else was it? Andre Ellington, maybe? Andre Ellington. But yeah, had David Johnson who was balling when he was getting the opportunity, but just wouldn't play him at all pretty much his rookie year outside of special teams and, and then towards the end of the year. Yep. So Aaron He's old school. Very stubborn. And uh, yeah, if you're like me and have O.J. Howard everywhere and didn't really have a backup plan because I, I thought he was... I thought he was a slam dunk. Yeah. You're, uh, you're scrambling. You are scrambling. Uh, and then you've got a couple wide receivers here that I know uh, probably still feel good about, but definitely a little level of panic this early in the season. Yeah, so Odell Beckham, he's he's been awful the last two games. He had that big game against the Jets, so that's you know making him look a little better than he than he's been. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, you can put, just put the entire Cleveland Browns yeah, here. Put I, them all in the trash. I game. was just, I was wrong. I thought this was going to be a team that was just going to light it up, uh, but I underestimated how bad that uh, offensive line actually is. They played two. I mean, one decent defense in the Ravens, and then a really good defense in the Forty ers And Odell Beckham has four total catches in those two games. For 47 yards. Yeah. That's bad. Bad. And you know, Jarvis Landry's getting targets. He's getting catches. I don't know. They just, they have no time. Like, you haven't seen any deep shots. That was what we we thought was going to happen. I guess Baker just doesn't have the time. And Baker, exactly. from what I've been hearing, is really struggling, sensing the pressure, and reacting as if there's pressure sometimes when there's not. Like, he's yeah. seeing ghosts in the pocket right now. Yeah. And based on what, you know... The the comments Bosa made in uh, post game, he he might be able to get under his skin a little bit. They had him rattled for yep. sure. Yeah, you could tell he just was uncomfortable the entire game. Um, and then yeah, Diggs is a guy. I mean, what's your temperature on Diggs oh, right yeah. now as, as a Diggs. Vikings fan? Um, I love Diggs still. I mean, I I think I think he's having a little bit of um a meltdown right now. I think between the trade request and you know, uh, the I know you and I agree with you that I think the shouting on the sideline at the coach thing was a little overblown last week. Uh, but I saw a tweet, a funny tweet is like Adam Thielen's out, but Stefan Diggs is here running around like a maniac at practice, like potentially auditioning for other teams. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you think he's a Viking by the end of this year? I sure hope so. I mean, God, it would that would just be devastating. I just bought Silas a uh, 
a Stefan Diggs jersey. That would be just <laughs> awful. It's like, son, let me tell you about the football is a business. Yeah, I know. We don't need to introduce him to the business side yeah, just yet. Just yet. Let him be Luckily, a Luckily, it was a Target jersey, so it, wasn't, it didn't set us back too much. Yeah. But uh, still, it's you saw it. Yeah, uh, it was we a had cute jersey. Good-looking jersey. Yeah. And he, he wears it well. And, He's a handsome fella. And, of course, Diggs is one of my favorite players. It would just I would just hate to lose Diggs and then have, you know, Cousins and Th- uh, Thielen's awesome, but Cousins and Thielen, man, you can't get excited about that. No, it's just a bunch of white guys. Yeah, come on. But uh, it's it seems like we're in an NFL right now that is starting to resemble the NBA a little bit and that guys are being more vocal when they're unhappy and requesting trades. Yep. We've seen it with Jalen Ramsey. We've seen it with Diggs. We've seen it with A.B., uh, we've seen it with uh, who was the defensive guy that got moved? Um, Clowney? Did he? Was he? Cl- Clowney? Yeah, pretty much was like, I'm not going to sign this, so trade me. Yeah, so it's like you're starting to see a little bit more of this strategy with very mixed results because the NFL is still a league where the players have really like zero power yeah. when it comes to like the structure of the teams and controlling their destiny. Whereas the NBA is totally flipped. The owners and coaches have no power, and the players have all the power. I mean, they're basically calling the shots 100%. Yeah. And you could argue that the fact that the NFL doesn't have that kind of setup has actually made the sport better because the NBA, it'll be it's a little better now, but, I mean, you have in the past few years here four or five teams that were really competing for a championship. Yeah. And that's thankfully still not the case with the NFL. Well, we'll see. You know, but you did have the Patriots in the pretty well, much in the playoffs for the past twenty years. Yeah, so. they're like a cheat code, though. Yeah, but the same thing with like you know people always talk about no parity in the NBA with the LeBron. It's very similar, very similar. LeBron was there for pretty much every year of his career, pretty much. Um, same with the Patriots. Yeah. So I think the larger point is I'll be very curious this year because we're coming up on that CBA mm-hmm. having to be it's being renegotiated right now. And I think player freedom and ability to pick the teams that they go to and control their destiny a little more. Like, I think you'll see the franchise tag as something that will be on the chopping block for the players' union. I think they'll want to see that done away with. Yeah. It probably should be. Yeah, I think so. That's not really fair to, to no. them. You see what happened with Le'Veon Bell and guys like that. Uh, it's not fair for the players. It really isn't. Yeah, so we'll see. I think I think Diggs stays on the Vikings, but it's... I sure uh, hope so, man. There's it's no, a little bit of a tenuous situation right now. Yeah, I'm just trying not to think about it. I just hope it doesn't happen. But, uh, yeah, worried about it a little bit. At least your franchise quarterback hasn't retired in the preseason. Well, yeah, well, but, I mean, my franchise quarterback is Kirk Cousins, so... That's true. <laughs> and he's fully guaranteed all that money. Yeah, so... There's that. But again, uh, a lot of people want to try and act like you know, Kirk Cousins. Uh, do you just hate his guts, Adam? Or uh, this is terrible that you don't have you know a good quarterback? I've we've never had a good quarterback. Yeah. It's like Kirk Cousins is the best you've had in a long time since Favre, since the one year of Favre yes. where he was good. That was it. That's all. And then Culpepper, and then going back, yeah, to Culpepper, and then to Cunningham before yeah. that. But listen, we've seen some terrible quarterback play. I'm talking like 
Tarvar Jackson, uh, Christian Ponder, Sage Rosenfels. Like, dude, we've seen Stuff some. Stuff got dark there for a little while. Yeah, Cousins is fine. He's fine. We're, we're fine with Cousins. He's the, like the 16th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, whatever. We're, he's he's fine. I'm, we're not going to get too bent out of shape about it. They'll get better. They they have they can make a playoff run with Cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least make it into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. It's a tough division. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you saw last week they 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 tried to throw the ball more and they God, tried. They're so talented. Yeah, I mean they're that's a really talented team. So got, it's just like what is going on? You got a dinosaur of a coach. Exactly. You got a guy that still wants to do the, you know run the ball, play defense, and that's just not that's not for one that's not the team you have. That's not the personnel you have. Yeah, you're spending like a hundred million dollars this year on your. Th- Quarterback and your two highest paid receivers. Yeah. Not that yeah. much, but it's a lot. Like, and I it's mean, it's 60, 70 million dollars. And it looks fine in the record. They're three and two. They looks like they're going to make the playoffs this, this season into today. But again, just throw the ball. We know what happens when you, we saw what happens against, you know, teams like the Bears. When you shut the run down, they're just lost. What can they do? And it's like, that's so insane because Kirk Cousins is a capable quarterback and it's not like he's throwing to scrubs. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a mystery. It's baffling. Yeah. So. Oh, but Coach Zimmer, uh, want to shout out to him. He actually is a Kentucky boy. Is he really? Yeah, he's got a he's got a. Well, I don't know that he, he's not from Kentucky, but he's got a place here now. Well, Coach Zimmer, I take it all back. You're a fine ball coach, and yes, welcome sir. to come on the Big Three IDP podcast anytime you'd yeah. like. Wouldn't mind though to maybe him be relieved of his duties. Let him spend a little more time in his great state. Yep. Just enjoying some yeah. Baja Blast and quesadillas. That's right. Bring in Mike Leach. Bring in Mike. That would be fun. That'd be sick. That'd be really fun. Do you think he would jump, though? Uh, I think I saw something where he, he said he would definitely listen if uh, if any team's called. So No way he's going to Washington, though. He doesn't strike no. me as a guy that would vibe with, with Washington. No. I don't know who they're going to get for that job. I don't either. Seems like they're going to maybe promote from within. It sounds like the guy they got in there right now seems like a doofus. Yeah. He seems like he's wanting to run the ball. Bill Callahan. <laughs> that just sounds like a coach from 1965. Yeah, definitely. Yo, well, your boy Adrian Peterson's going to be getting some runs. Oh, yeah. Like. he's He is just, he's beaming. He's so excited and so excited about the offense. Uh, of course you are, Adrian. Because it's they're, about you. Yeah, because they're giving you some work. So they, That's all. I think it was Mike Wright that said, I cannot wait for Adrian Peterson to have. Uh, 30 carries for 60 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. Yep, that's coming. That is coming. Get ready. Uh, play the, the Dolphins, I think, this weekend. So. Oh, my God. Do they have to play that game? Are we sure? Can they just cancel that one? Yeah, no thanks. Just like simulated on Madden. All right, so I'll go through some misses here as well. Um, these are guys that I both acquired and had and expected big things from, or at least, you know, uh, a nice fill-in here and there. So Jaquiski Tart. I expected it to be a nice flex play or a safety fill-in. Nope, fold once again. So, Tart, you are dead to me. Safety 69 and RSO, nice, but not nice. Uh, Quandre Diggs paid him a ton of money for a cornerback. Broke my one rule, don't pay cornerbacks more than 500 k in RSO. And right now he's cornerback 92. So that's working out really well. I think I'm paying him like $3.5 million. Mm. Um, I traded Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson for Sean Dion Hamilton. That was the linebacker I mentioned earlier that I'd love to be, uh, love to put on IR. Uh, he's been super great so far. Linebacker 123. So that's cool. On the offensive side, a couple here that jump out. Uh, Vance McDonald has been a bit of a whiff. Uh, tight end 16 in our league. 
I'm playing Greg Olson ahead of him right now. And then Albert Wilson, I traded for in the offseason and was just hoping maybe if Fitzmagic could stay in there, which did you see they announced uh, Rosen's going to be the start of the rest of the year? Good. So any hope I had for recapturing that Fitzmagic with Tampa Bay last year where he was just chucking it like 15 yards per attempt is gone. And Albert Wilson is currently wide receiver 165. Good for uh, Preston Wilson. Oh, yeah. He's been he's been great with Josh Rosen. Those two clear, clearly had a uh, good connection from from uh, the preseason and training camp. So I think you're going to see that carry on the rest of the way. I think it would be fun to do, and maybe somebody's done this, like an article, like because you always hear, oh, so and so has a great connection with their quarterback. Mm-hmm. But like you look at Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark, and it's like that is real. Yeah, like Chark is like. Uh, wide receiver four or five right now in the year. Yeah, that's and insane. is legit making the leap before our eyes. And it was not until Minshew came on the scene that he really broke out. And Rosen, it sounds like, is the same way with uh, old Preston over there. Yep, yep. Ben uh, Preston was a undrafted uh, undrafted guy, too. So it's been pretty cool seeing, seeing him play so well. He's, I mean, he's uh, maybe Devontae Parker's. He might be leading the team in receiving, but God, that is gross. That is so gross. Yeah, it's a terrible team. What an awful, awful offense. Did you see the Jets have one passing touchdown on the season? No, I didn't. How see is that. that possible? I know Robbie Anderson hasn't, but I mean they've they uh, have Luke Falk, Falk who yeah. is not an NFL quarterback. There you go. That's how it's possible. But getting Darnold back, maybe just make that offense just a tad bit more watchable. Yeah. Please, God. I hope he doesn't die. Yeah, protect that spleen. Don't take any bad hits there. Uh, All right, so we're going to take a break to hear about Anchor, and then we'll be back with Who'd You Get and Who'd You Start. Don't go anywhere. All right, we're back. Markham's here still. Bobby's still not with us. Gone forever. Uh, Sorry for blowing your brains all over the dash, Bobby. But you should have known when you said Baja Blast that that was coming. That's right. It's your fault, in a way. Yeah, if you think about it. (laughs) It's your fault that we murdered you. Sorry, Bobby. We'll uh, split up your assets in the XFFL and the Listener League. and right. We'll honor your memory. All right, Mark, and we got a couple fun segments here, starting off with everyone's favorite. Who'd you get? <laughs> I wish you all could have seen that right there. He was literally turned his head to the side about 12 feet from the microphone. Thank you, Adam. You're being very responsible with your yells tonight. Yes, sir. Do what you can. This ain't my first rodeo. It might be. <laughs> it might be. All right, so we're going to start off, Markham. Not a lot. I mean, we we did this last week, so uh, who, basically guys that we've picked up in the XFFL or the Listener League. But let's ask the question, who'd you get? Start with you. Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes. Tell us about old Joshy boy. Josh Bynes getting a crack at the inside linebacker uh, spot for the Ravens. Uh, they've kind of had, they've been trying to figure it out after Patrick. Uh, Patrick Board? Well, no, Patrick Onuasar oh, yeah, or whatever. Onuasar and then Kenny Board, wasn't it? Kenny Board and then, uh, no, Kenny Young and then Chris Board. Jesus God, Christ. <laughs> a lot of Kennys and Chris's and Boards and Onuasars. <laughs> you had all those names mixed all up. All mixed up. Shows how much I've been paying attention to the Ravens linebackers. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, they brought in Josh Bynes. They just signed him, and he and he immediately gets 72% of the snaps. Wow. Uh, had, was he in Arizona previously? Yes. Okay. Last year was in Arizona, and actually he only played 11 games last year. 
the reason why his he stuck out because I remember him being really good. He was a number one linebacker uh, pretty much the entire season. Wow, played eleven games. He had seventy five total tackles, uh, two sacks, just. Pretty good player last year. Averaging about seven tackles a game. That's pretty nice. So yeah, you know, first game with the Ravens, he had, uh, he had five tackles and he had a pick, kind of got them kick started. Um, so yeah, he's a guy that I like. I'm, I'm picking him up and I'm hoping that he holds on to that second linebacker spot there. It seems like the Ravens linebackers, uh, you know, you, you get the mental image in your head of like the Ray Lewis and the Terrell Suggs. Those yeah. days are long gone and it really, I mean, you had Mosley there, but this year was the first year where they really didn't have any kind of big name there in that linebacking core, and it was like, oh, I, they'll figure it out. They're the Ravens, but it really hasn't happened. They just lost too many pieces, you yeah. know, and too many like leadership pieces. When you lose Weddle, you lose C.J. Mosley, you use, you lose Suggs, yeah, and then you lost uh, Zadarius Smith. We've seen how great he's been playing. He's been great. So they just lost, you know, too many too many important guys, and uh, yeah, they're just young. They're still figuring it out, uh, but. We'll see. Good luck to Mr. Bynes. Good pickup there. Who Thank else you. did you get? Okay. JPP went ahead and got him. <clears throat> I actually got him last week. I just forgot to mention him last week. So I figured might as well talk about him. He's probably still out there in your league. Um, just just because, you know, people are, are always sleeping on that stuff. Same with Jaron Reed, now that I'm thinking of that. Jaron Reed, I think he is probably about done with his suspension. It was a six-week suspension. So that's coming up. So that may be one. Of, that may be a guy you want to go ahead and add if he's out there, um, especially if you're in a defensive tackle premium league. So because uh, yeah. the Seahawks need him, I think he's a guy that comes back and immediately goes straight into the starting lineup. Yeah, I agree. But uh, but anyway, on JPP, he had uh, he had twelve and a half sacks last year, and so bringing that in. Uh, to that Tampa Bay unit that already has, you know, Shaquille Barrett playing great. Then you got Sue. They could be pretty scary. Um, so that's a guy that I would suggest going ahead and, and getting in front of that. Uh, because, you know, he comes back and, and when, you know, week eight or nine and puts up two sacks, you're not getting them. It's a good time to scoop him. I mean, I was seeing on Twitter he was doing some stuff on the field, kind yeah, of by he himself. Has, he has been cleared to return to practice. Yeah. So it's, week seven possibility, but probably eight yeah, nine. So yeah. go ahead and grab him and stash him on your bench. Yep, could be a huge piece for you down the stretch. Uh, another guy I got that Josh, I know that you picked up as well. Um, Alexander Johnson, Denver Broncos. That's right. Uh, Josie Jewell is out. He steps right in and played great. I don't. I think he had what, like, eight tackles. I'm gonna look him up right now as you say that. An and an interception or something. Now, are we talking about the same guy here, AJ Johnson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Alexander. That's his real name. Goes by AJ. Yeah, he had 20.25 points in our league. Had five tackles, three assists, and one interception. So, if Jewel continues to be out, that could be a, a nice kind of plug and play piece right there for a couple weeks for your uh, IDP lineups. Yeah. So you know, added him. Um, I wasn't able to add him in RSO because I saw where you had him, but I picked him up in that other league I have. But you know, speaking of those uh, Denver Bronco linebackers, Todd Davis has has come right back. He had that slow. Uh, his first week back, it was slow for him. But man, he's he's been great. He's he's picked right up where he was last year. Very under underrated, underappreciated player. Yep. Not flashy, not sexy, not top twelve, but, but solid and gets you tackles. Yeah, not a guy that's going to crap your team. Yep. So 
Look at, uh, see if AJ Johnson's still out there. Keep an eye on the health of Josie Jewell. Yeah, guy I picked up in RSO. Also picked up Kevin King. I'm starting to do the thing now where I'm streaming a lot of the cornerbacks week to week. Just looking at matchups. Um, I've said it before, but Gary Davenport has a great weekly article called Cornering the Market where he talks about specific cornerback plays that are really good. So keep an eye on that. Shout out, Gary. Um, and then Damian Wilson was a guy I picked up in the Listener League, and I know you have been a big fan of his all year. Yeah, I got him, I think it was week two, and it was uh, uh, after the um, we had Mike on. <laughs> yep, Mike W. Yeah, so, um, yeah, picked him up. He's been, you know, solid, but, man, he's really come on as of late. And I think Hitchens is hurt there, so his he should be the uh, he's the guy right now. He's going to be the guy leading in in snaps uh, at middle linebacker for him. Yeah, let's see. I want to. I'm curious how he's been doing. Um, just because with bye weeks coming up, he was a guy I wanted to scoop up. Pretty sure he's the, a linebacker um, three right now. I think he's like linebacker thirty five, maybe in our league. Let's take a look. He is. I'm looking at your lineup. Where is he, Addy? Did you plug him in somewhere? Oh yeah, there he is, Damon Wilson. So he's linebacker, yep, 35 right now. Really good stats. Yeah, like you said, 10.5, 6.25, 8.75, 14.25, and 14.25 the past two weeks. Yep. So that's 12 tackles last week. That's really nice. That's really nice numbers. So go scoop Damian Wilson if, Wilson if he's still out there on your waiver wire. Uh, but yeah, those were two guys that we got. So. Let's turn our attention now. New segment, Addy. We're going to do Who'd You Start? <laughs> Basically some top positional battles and top flex battles. And this is based on if you haven't used Fantasy Pros before, they have a great start-sit tool where you can plug in a couple guys, even on the IDP side. Now, it's, you're not going to have – I think you have like a tenth. This is, what, this is probably a good indication of you know IDP because I know – the offensive matchups that I was looking at had like 140 export, uh, experts. Hmm. Most of the IDP ones had about 14, wow. 12 to 14. We need so, to uh, we need to maybe send an email yeah, see if we can't get in on those. We could probably get in on some fantasy pros. Yeah. Um, but this is it's a great tool. It's probably one of the only tools out there right now that's a start sit tool, and they just have a lot of these like frequently asked questions. Who are some players that? Uh, owners are debating between as we move into week six here. So, have you been able to see any of the experts for IDP that it has that they're using? I have not. I'm guessing it's guys like Tom and Mike and Gary. Yeah, but, uh, Johnny. Yeah, IDP guys. I'm sure are on there. So we'll have to take a look though and see if we can. Uh, yeah, if any guys uh, are on it, reach out. I would like to know. Yes, they're like, no, we don't do like. Should you eat McDonald's or Taco Bell tonight <laughs> for dinner? If they ever had that though. We are leading that charge. For sure. Get out of the way. All right, so we're just going to buzz through these and then see what the consensus was from the experts on that site, Addy. You ready? Let's do it. All right, so starting us off, linebacker battle, Leighton Vander Esch versus the Jets or Shaq Thompson versus the Bucks. This is close. This is tough. I mean, Shaq Thompson's clearly ahead right now as far as, you know, uh, fantasy points, but I'm going to have to go with LVE. I like the matchup a little better. Uh, I feel like, you know, although the running back is definitely worse for the Bucks, I just don't know that they'll run enough. Whereas I think the, the Jets are definitely going to run, uh, do a lot of short stuff. Donald's first game back, you know, it could, it could be messy too. So could be, there could be some big, big play potential for LVE. Um, 
maybe maybe bust them a spleen open or something. Ooh, do you get extra points for that? I think so. Ooh, that'd be nice. All right, I'm going to actually go Shaq Thompson. I think Tampa Bay offense um, is going to be on the field more. He'll just have more opportunities for tackles. And uh, so we're split, and the experts on Fantasy Pros are split. It is 50-50. 6 of 12, each recommended LVE versus Shaq Thompson. So next one up here, my baby. Jayon Brown versus the Broncos or Quan Alexander versus the Rams? Who'd you Hmm. start, Addy? Sounds like Gurley's going to be out this week, maybe. It's, It's trending that way, I think. Um... But I think I'm going to go Jayon. Quan's been, you know, he hasn't been that great this year. He's been all right. Um, but again, he has competition there with uh, with Fred Warner. Although Jayon uh, has it with Rashawn Evans that now he too. Does. But I think I got to go Jayon. Yeah, I, I can't go against my baby Jayon. So it's close. But Plus, yeah. you know, choosing Quan means yeah, you know, you're going against Fred. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Uh, experts, yeah, sixty-four uh, percent went Jayon Brown, nine of fourteen. Cool. So uh, doing pretty good there. All right, next up, another linebacker matchup. We got this is one we actually talked about in terms of a trade earlier on another episode. Blake Martinez versus the Lions, or Dion Jones versus the Cardinals. Who are you going with there, Addy? Mm, this is tough, but I don't know. Atlanta, Atlanta, Arizona seems like it could be wonky. It's gonna be a crazy game. Um, I just and you know they're gonna be. I mean, they'll be. They'll not, be hundred points scored in that game, right? Maybe, and then you got to figure that there's gonna be a lot of snaps that Deion Jones is gonna be seeing, um, because just you know how quickly they try and uh, run it and 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 run the offense. So Deion Jones, but it's close for me. I'm just going with. I know what to expect with Blake Martinez. Yeah. He's been a little more consistent, so I would go for just the safe floor as opposed to the higher ceiling. And uh, he actually got 86% of the votes on Fantasy Pros, 12 of 14 experts. So let's do now a defensive line battle. Cameron Hayward versus the Chargers or Carlos Dunlap versus the Ravens. i got to be honest, these are two guys that I have in RSO, so... Hmm. Um, I thankfully don't have to pick between them because we have defensive tackle and defensive end designations. Uh, but if I were choosing between them in a league that just had defensive line designations, I think I would go Cameron Hayward versus the Chargers. He's been, I think he's like defensive tackle one right now in uh, in RSO. So he's been really solid. And Dunlap's just always one of those guys that is like solid, but not spectacular. Yeah, and unlike the last matchup, I kind of want to swing for the fences with this one and maybe see if Hayward gets you like a 30-point game. Yeah, I'm with you, Hayward. So let's see what the experts said over at Fantasy Pros. Yeah, they went Cameron Hayward, 57%, 8 of 14 experts. So oh, close. It was very close. Um, this is one I know that, uh, that uh, Bobby will enjoy. Aaron Donald versus the 49ers or Cameron Jordan versus the Jags. Now, you still have Cameron in our RSO league. Yes. So if you were faced with this uh, this choice here in a league that had defensive line only, who are you going with? Got to go with Aaron Donald, I think. Uh, that 49ers line is beat up. I saw where they have – they're going to be without their uh, two starting tackles. So I know Donald's more of an interior defensive lineman, but still, you know, the, the unit's w- weaker now. So uh, – 
hard to hard to go against Aaron Donald. I know he started out slow. I know he's like what defensive tackle. He's outside the top twelve right now. That's like insane. 13. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, because uh, he was number one by like eighty or ninety points last year. Yeah, and he could still finish that way, but has not started off the season as red hot as he was last year. I just got to go with Donald. I mean, I love Cameron Jordan, but he's been he's been kind of hit or miss lately too. Um, yeah, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think I would go Donald just because of the um, offensive line woes that you talked about for the 49ers, but the experts went Cameron Jordan, wow. 64%. 9 of 14 recommended him going against the Jags. So, I mean, I don't know much about the Jags' offensive line. I think we might have brought them up last week as a line that wasn't giving up a lot of sacks, But uh, and Minshew's playing well. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think you could go wrong with either one of these, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was the... Yeah, that's a great problem to have right there. Yeah, if you got both those guys, you're, you're doing pretty well. Yep. So, um, all right, this is our baby, Fred Warner versus the Rams or Thomas Davis versus the Steelers. Fred Warner, easy right here. Thomas Davis has been kind of trailing off lately. I know he's still getting the most snaps out of the linebackers, but he hasn't been nearly as productive as he was at the beginning of the year. I think you could make a case for Thomas Davis just because he's – I mean, who is there right now is kind of like an Oakland situation where, like, who is who's the Chargers linebacker? Perryman is he back yet? Uh, I don't know. You I know, don't know. But if you look at if you look at the game log, he's he's he started off fifteen point seven five, thirteen point five, eleven point seven five. Then his last two games, five point seven five, and then three. Wow! So he is trailing off. Um, I would go Fred as well. But the experts uh, are leaning Thomas Davis, 57%, 8 of 14. Uh, so, yeah. And I, let, me, let me look real quick and just see who are some of the experts. So they have full-time fantasy, Razball, Pro Football Focus, Win My Fantasy League, the guy from Fantasy Pros, QB List, Expand the Box Score, Dynasty League Football, IDP Monk, uh, Estadio Fantasy, little Espanol in there. Wow. I love it. And um, a few other ones here. Oh, yep, four for four. Their site rankings: the IDP Guru, Roto Baller, and Punch Drunk Wonderland. So they could have some better experts in there. Yeah, although that's a, that's a good list of guys, but they they could definitely get some more in there. We should be in there. We should be in there. Uh, a lot of people should be in there. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get let's get on that fantasy pros. Reach out. We'd although love I to... don't want to actually don't reach out. I don't want to do all that. I don't want to be. You've doing already that. committed it to it. They're they're messaging me right now. Would nah, you I'm like out. To no, we're out. We're out. We're Adam out. Adam would love to do weekly start sit and match up columns. Oh gosh, please. Too late. All right. So uh, next up here, oh, another one of our babies, Tracy Walker versus the Packers, or Jesse Bates versus the Ravens. You already know. Yeah, you're going Tracy, for sure. Yeah. Number three safety. I think I would. And too. he's already had a buy. Uh, the experts are split 50-50. So, um, again, good problem to have, but uh, this podcast fully endorses Tracy Walker going against Green Bay. So, a couple more here, Addy. You skipped one. You skipped, uh, did you do Jamal Adams versus Harrison Smith? I did not. Let's talk Jamal Adams versus the Cowboys or Harrison Smith versus the Eagles. I'll just be quick. I'm going Harrison Smith. Wow. He's been great this year. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jamal Adams. You know they're going to run the ball. Jamal Adams is going to be in the box a lot. He's going to get some tackle opportunity. The experts agree. 64% go with Jamal Adams, 9 of 14. So let's do a couple more here. 
Uh, safety battle, Kevin Byard versus the Broncos, or Minka Fitzpatrick versus the Chargers. I kind of forgot that he was on the Steelers now. Yeah. Um, Byard. I'm going Byard as well. Um, Just the big play potential. Big play, yep. Interception, you could see it. And uh, the experts agree, 57% for old Mr. Byard, 8 of 14. One more here, Addy. We got Daniil Hunter versus the Eagles, or Miles Garrett versus the Seahawks. This is really tough. I'm going to go Hunter, just because Russell Wilson's so slippery, so hard to get, uh, bring down. Um, Although, you know, Garrett's... If someone's going to bring him down, it'll be Garrett. That's because I was going to say he is really slippery, but that Seahawks offensive line not is great. terrible. Yeah, that's great. why he has to be so slippery. So I'd say this is the game where he he finally meets his match and can't quite get away. So give me Garrett. You're going Hunter. I think so. Wentz gets sacked a lot too. Their line's kind of banged up. I think. I don't know. Maybe. Anything's possible, really, when you get down to it. <laughs> uh, the experts are going to Neil Hunter. 64%. That's right. 9 of 14. That's right. So, uh, Addy, I think you got some flex plays for us here. So let's jump into if you've got a flex spot. These are not positional, so like linebacker versus linebacker. Uh, but let's get into some juicy ones here, Addy. <laughs> okay, What's jumping this out first one is linebacker versus linebacker. All right. <laughs> right off the bat, just totally contradicting. But it's fine, you know. Yeah, this is the only one though. Uh, okay, so we got he he Shaquille Barrett could technically be classified as like D line or yeah, D end designation, maybe, maybe maybe in the sleeper league or something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, Shaquille Barrett versus the Panthers or Devondre Campbell versus the Cardinals. So this again, it gets down to: Are you talking tackle heavy or big play? I think I would probably go Campbell just for. Uh, just to kind of steady the ship a little bit. I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to take the big swing. I think Shaq Barrett is going to finish the season, probably still inside the top twelve or top fifteen. But uh, yeah, like we said, that Cardinals uh, Falcons game has the potential to just be fireworks all game. The offense on the field a lot. So yeah, give me Campbell. Yeah, agree. I mean, last week you saw Barrett only got. Uh... 2.25 that's what scared me off of it right there and not to overreact to a bad game but that's the that's that's what they do that's what guys like that do uh, you know outside linebackers that's that's how they go it's either they're gonna be 20 points or two points so yeah i'm with you i'd go to Vondra campbell it's a good matchup uh and he's he's been playing great ride the hot hand that's right and it's actually split 50 50 7 of 14 went for both shaq barrett and devondre campbell so Bit of a coin flip. I mean, it does feel close. I wouldn't fault you if you went one over the other, but my gut says Devondre Campbell. So let's get into an actual uh, non-positional one this time, Addy. Who's our next one here? Okay, we got Nick Bosa uh, versus the Rams or Zach uh, Zach Cunningham versus the Chiefs. So two guys that we've talked about already. Zach Cunningham, not sexy, not flashy. Nick Bosa planting flags straight through the heart of Baker Mayfield. Uh, I would personally go Nick Bosa in this one, and uh, it's funny. Sometimes I want to chase the upside, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't, but I want to ride the lightning with Nick Bosa and see if I can get another big week out of him. I'm with you. Yeah, it's hard hard not to after that that performance we just saw. And that's it's okay sometimes to just be like, you know what? I'm because you're you look like an idiot. 
If you yeah. put Bosa on your bench thinking, oh, he's not going to repeat, and then he does it again. Uh, but the experts actually, wow, went 11 for 11 for Zach Cunningham. Huh. Yeah. So Cunningham's been great. He's a number one linebacker right now. So, yeah, I can see that. I think our thinking is skewed a little bit towards big play, too, just yeah. because of our primary league. But, yeah, there you go, 100% for Zach Cunningham. What's the next one here, Addy? We got Eric Reed versus the Bucks, or Eric Kendricks versus the Eagles. The, the Eric uh, battle. The Eric battle, yeah. The Eric battle. Um, so I have Eric Kendricks, and you actually have Eric Reed, I believe, in RSO, right? I do. So, He's not played for me at all. So, how did he do last week? Did he do all right? He was great. He's been awesome the last three weeks. Uh, again, I've been playing Buda Baker over him, so that hadn't been working out well for me. So I think the Eagles, um, I feel like they, they've – Kind of weirdly established like a little bit of a running game here with Jordan Howard. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders isn't doing much, but, you know, he's still there as well. You've got Darren Sproles coming out of the backfield. Potential for some interceptions with Jameis Winston for Eric Reed. Yeah. So that's in consideration here. Um, but I think if I had to pick, my heart always leans toward a linebacker over a safety. So I would go Eric Kendricks versus the Eagles. I agree. Yeah. I haven't even been starting Eric Reed, so. Yeah, I got to go with Kendricks here. All right, 100% of the experts go Eric Kendricks. So, we got a couple more here, Addy. What do we got? Uh, looks like a linebacker versus a safety here. We got Jerome Baker versus the Redskins. Oh, that game. Yeah, God. Um, or Terrell Edmonds versus the Chargers. One thing that would be I haven't looked at yet, but what has Edmonds looked like? Because he was one of our preseason dark horse breakouts. And I'm curious what his stats have looked like uh, he's, since he's been Fitzpatrick. down. Has he been down a little bit? He's he, not nearly as hot as uh, he started. So uh, week one, nine point five points. Week two, sixteen point two five. Week three, twelve point seven five, and then three point seven five, and then last week six point seven five. So if you put him in your lineup, he kind of crapped your team the past couple weeks. Yeah, so I not mean, great. And that's when since they brought on uh, Minka. That's right. So. So a little yeah. concerning. Um, yeah, here I got to go. Jerome Baker, man, he's been he's been a lot of a lot of fun this year. He's a good player, and we know the Redskins are going to run the ball apparently forty times with Adrian Peterson yeah. right up the middle. So Baker should just be standing there waiting to uh, to have AP run into him and get the tackle. So yeah, actually Baker hadn't been that great. I was, uh, I mean, he's he's been okay, but he's he's uh, linebacker seventy four right now. So linebacker seventy four, not that great. Wow. What's, averaging uh, well i mean but you know how it goes all those linebackers are right in there together and our league too has a lot of guys classified as linebackers yeah. that uh maybe wouldn't be classified as linebackers in other leagues so that is something to consider as well because uh, i know i was looking like at Jayon, for instance uh in the sleeper league he's like inside linebacker 13 and then he's like linebacker 27 in the uh the uh rso league that we're in so again Scoring and positional rankings may differ, but you get the general idea here. So we both uh, like Jerome Baker here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 100% of the experts went Terrell Edmonds. Wow. Which is surprising. Huh. That is that is shocking. I did not think he would be uh, ranked as highly. But yeah, his, his best rank, which is what they show you, uh, is uh, amongst all the experts, the one that had him ranked the highest was 34. The best rank for Baker was 46. Wow. And the worst for Edmonds was 51. Worst for Baker was 87. Hmm. So they see a much uh, lower 
floor for Jerome Baker. Yeah, for whatever reason, I thought he was playing better than he has been. But uh, still a guy I like. Yeah, he's a hold. I mean, the Dolphins is uh, just a mess. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So let's just see how it shakes out. Maybe maybe things stabilize and they're a little more competitive with Rosen. Who knows? All right, one more here, Addy. We got, uh, looks like, Rashawn Evans versus the Broncos or Ronnie Harrison versus the Saints. This is a good one. Ron, uh, Evans has been playing really well. It hurts me because it's taken away from my baby's, uh, you know, stats here, but uh, can't deny They're Evans. both playing good together, though. Yeah, that's good. That's what yeah. you want to see. Yeah. Um, is, is two guys playing well. So, um, gosh, this is tough. It's a tough one. Because I just said that I would go – uh, linebacker over safety, but I think I'm going to break my own rule here and go Ronnie Harrison versus the Saints. What do you think? Oh, yeah, this is tough. Um, I think Ronnie Harrison may be a little banged up. I think he, uh, I think I saw that he was on the injury report. Um, Rashawn Evans has been really good lately. He's coming off his last two games, he had uh, 10 tackles. Uh, in a half sack, and then uh, last week he had eight tackles, um, and, a, and I think a tackle for loss. I'm looking at Harrison's stats right now. He's uh, safety ten in our league. Yeah, he's balling. He's playing great. Twelve points, thirteen and a half, twelve and a half, seventeen point one, and then fell off a little bit, seven point five. But that's still, if that's a down week, yeah, that's okay. Pro- okay, it's probably go Ronnie Harrison and if the- he's if he's healthy and okay and you know cleared. Yeah, Ronnie Harrison. And the experts agree. They went uh, 100% for Ronnie Harrison over Rashawn Evans. People sleeping on Evans, though. They are. Yeah, he's a guy that, that if he's out there in your on your waiver wire right now, go scoop up Rashawn Evans because, uh, yeah, he's been playing fantastic. Harold Landry, too. I saw yeah. he's one of the top linebackers for us. Uh, he's a, a big play guy. but So Tennessee just might be one of those teams where you want to grab as many of the defensive guys, especially in the linebacking yeah. core, as you can. Yeah, they're good. Kind of like we said, you know, um, Kirksey with the Browns, like we knew that there were going to be points in that linebacking core for the Cleveland Browns. It's just a matter of who was it? Yep. Turns out Joe Schobert. Yep. And then Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson he's will be the guy. And so, you know, if something happens to Mac Wilson uh, or or Schobert, look for Talkie Talkie. Get you some Talkie Talkie. Yes, sir. I haven't put him on IR yet. I've thought about it. I've got him on no, a four-year just, deal, but I'm holding him. Yeah, definitely. You have to. Yeah. At this point, you, it's almost like you can't put guys on IR yep. just to save money because that's what comes back to bite you. Yeah. And if the rounds are bad. Who knows? He could get a shot down the stretch. It's just like, let's play the young guys. Yep. All right. So that was a little bit of lineup help. If you have some questions... Uh, and you're kind of wondering which way to go. Hopefully that helped you out a little bit. Of course, send any start-sit questions that you have to the old Twitter account, at Big3IDP. We like to answer those on the show, and we'll try to help you out as much as we can on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that brings us to the end here, Addy. Any uh, any final words as we sign off on this, I guess, Big 2 pod until yeah. Johnny gets down here? Yeah. Um, no, just a you know, great, great night. Really, really electric. Didn't do a lot of prep work, so no prep work, uh, sure actually. that sure that's probably gonna show. But uh, you know, we're here. Just don't leave us a one star review, or Adam might just wander into traffic. That's right. No. Need a couple more of those, and I'm I'm calling it quits. So yep. you, down, you want me out? That, that's the way to do it. Down to the last one podcast. Yes, sir. I promise I will be out. If there's another uh, anything else below a five. I'm done. 
Adam's already talking about, I might just hang it up, just pack it in this year. There's going to be like six one-star reviews. Oh, for sure. Just from a bunch of dorks in the listener league now. Please don't do that. Like, we joke about that, but that really does hurt, like, new listeners. That's all right. Whatever. Do whatever you want. We don't care. That's right. We're all going to die anyway. That's right. We'll rise above. You're just motivating us, baby. Oh God! Is this like a motivational boy? Yes, ploy? sir. Oh, I want to. Uh, I want to give a shout out. To, yeah, give us uh, a shout out, Eddie. What's going on? All right, Dan, Luke, and the Raid. This is a, a band out of Bowling Green. Um, their new album, I think it's their debut album, is releasing. To, it's probably out right now. Um, but yeah, Dan, Luke, and the Raid, out of the blue, uh, from Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's right. Uh, the lead singer in this band is actually the little brother of. Matt Schultz and Daniel Schultz, the guys that are in Cage the Elephant. Probably them and Nappy Roots, probably the two biggest bands to ever come out yeah. of Bowling Green. Bowling Green's a cool little spot. It's, uh, it's you got know, a pretty good music scene, believe definitely. it or not. It's got, it, it's the home of Tidballs, which is pretty much known as one of the best dive bars, uh, in America. It's, it's gotten a lot of write ups and, and a lot of art, uh, and a lot of magazines and stuff. A lot of people call it like the CBGB of the South. You gotta um, explain to me what that is. It was just a an old, you know, music spot in in New York, just old uh, club. And we have that here in Bowling Green. That's amazing. I mean, I knew Tidballs was a good place. Tidballs for- is a big deal. I mean, that's where Cage the Elephant kind of that was where they kind of got started and and played a lot there. Still come back and play it. Uh, and it's weird because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't feel like Tidballs has the country music kind of vibe no like that's no mainly no. nashville yeah uh tidballs is more like a lot of psychedelic rock mm-hmm. that's that's what you'll see with this band i mean they're uh if you like mgmt you know um flaming lips stuff like that you'll like this band morning teleportation cage the elephant that's kind of what this band sounds like but yeah just bowling green you know pretty cool when it comes to arts and that stuff and it's uh You've seen a lot of bands get big lately, and uh, I think this is going to be another one. You wouldn't think three guys that sit around and talk about pooping their pants and uh, the best trashy fast food restaurants would be into the arts. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty artsy, but we're pretty cultured. Yep, we, uh, yeah, we love art, and we love farts. And we're gonna leave you on that. Good luck this week, and we'll see you next week, Bobby. Rest in peace, my friend. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. 